broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for December 26th, 2021. Tonight, we talk about the International Men's Ice Hockey Federation World Junior Championship. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, dine-in, take-out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Now at all Allegiant Stadium events as well. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. It indeed is College Hockey Southwest Live. A little different format this week, and for good reason. First of all, Merry Christmas to everybody. A merry belated Christmas, I guess. And happy Boxing Day to all our Canadian listeners, all our Canadian friends and and uh, supporters, if you will. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And uh, it is the first of four, Paul, the World Junior Championships um, going on right now up in Edmonton and Red Deer, Alberta. Uh, we're going to dig into that. But first, before we even get started into that, and I'm going <laughs> to go with it right off the get-go, a huge injustice this week in most people's eyes, I think, by the IIHF. Most? So before I even jump into it, you jump into it. Most people's eyes? I need to know who who thinks it's not. <laughs> well, I really do. I'm not going to gonna say 100 percent. I need I don't to know. talk to them. I don't know. And, and Obviously, the IIHF people thought it was okay. Well, clearly, it's not the IIHF. It's the International Men's Ice Hockey Federation because clearly, that's that's what they are because they canceled four women's tournaments this week. Um, again. And unless I'm wrong, and Lord knows I'm wrong enough, isn't the idea or the job of this so-called organization to grow the game, not, not, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? not restrict its growth. Hamper, hamper the growth, restrict uh, the growth. Absolutely. Stunt the growth. That's the word I'm looking for. Stunt, their job is not to stunt the growth. 
Well, how I many? We how many women? How many women? Where was? Where this was going to be the highest level they ever play at? These are the people you want to coach. These are the people you want to encourage other women to play the game. And it's not just we're not just talking about the the, the obvious countries. Okay, we're not just talking about. Uh, U.S. and Canada and Sweden and Finland, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, one of these tournaments was going to be in, in, in Istanbul. Yeah. Talk Are you about kidding? growing the game. <laughs> yeah. Talk about growing the game in a non-traditional market. I mean, we, you know, this is the, the way this, you know, for people that are not aware you know, these these uh, federations, these world championships at all these levels kind of work like European soccer. Okay, teams move up and down based on how they do in the previous year. Now, if you're one of those players that's now gotten your tournament canceled twice, why are you gonna why are you gonna take up the game? Yep. Why, if you're one of those correct. players in those countries that are in the lower divisions, why are you going to play? Yeah, you're probably not, and that's uh, that's a sad. Why part are about you this even going is... to pick up the game? Why are you going to put it, on a pair of skates? What it, do you it's do? an injustice. It's an injustice. It's crazy. We all know what the reason is. It's dollars, money. It's dollars and cents, it's money. Yes, okay. and uh, unfortunately, that's the world today. Is money. Everybody bases it on money. It's not about how well you do or how well you take care of people or, or how nice you are to others. That's that's BS. And anybody yeah, that thinks it's right. differently, anybody right. that thinks it it's about money, Paul. That's Paul. That's at everything, every level, everywhere that I go, I, I run into the same thing. Uh, if you have money, you get this. If you don't have money, you don't get this. It, it's just it, it's just ridiculous. But it is about and, money. And how of course you- it is, 100%, because okay, but- the, the women's part of it is costing you money, and the, the men's part of it might be making you a dollar or two, because I don't think there's a whole lot of money being made at the World Championships anywhere right now. Okay, you know what I see when I actually go to hockey games? That, you know, hit me first before any other sporting event, especially at the professional level. College is a little different. Okay. At college, it's more of an event kind of thing. But you're going to regular season, non event, you know, regular games, like during an 82 game schedule or 162 game schedule in baseball. As I was growing, as, 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 I was in my 30s and 40s, and I got to more games before I had a family. You know what I would see at hockey games more than any other of the sporting events? I'd see women. Okay, Hockey has never taken advantage of that. No. no okay, and a- now this makes it even worse. Okay, this is not just... Uh, this is just idiocy. 
Yeah, it, I mean, and the logic the, behind the, it. Well, there is no logic. There's no logic. It. Don't there's, give me that. There's the logic behind no, this. There is no logic no, behind it. Yeah, there's no way to even justify it in any way, shape, or form. So it's and, it's and, pointless to even and, even go on to that tangent. And 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 here, we we sit here as as American citizens, and. As you said, we, we have people that listen to us and download us in, in, in Canada. All over the okay. world, by the way. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand that. But my point being is, especially when it comes to women's hockey, you are finally at the point where there was now a chance in these tournaments that the winner wasn't going to be the U.S. or Canada. You were you were finally getting women's hockey to that point. And so now you're going to say, "Ah, screw that. We're just going to set it back another 25, 30 years." Yeah, the leadership in the IIHF has a lot of things to answer to and a lot of people Oh, they're not going to answer to anybody. A... That's the problem. They're, they're, these these international well, sporting bodies uh, I mean, they're not the some, they're, they're not the IOC point. or FIFA, but they're I getting know, but, there. But some point they're going to have to answer to it because the overwhelming um, drive on social media is, is going to force somebody to speak. Whether it changes anything, who knows? But um, it's going to force them to at least address it at some point because that's one thing that that's positive about social media, and Lord knows there's plenty of negative. But uh, one of the positive things is you can overwhelmingly get things at least to the discussion table uh, through numbers and numbers on social media. And there's no easy, easier way to do it than to push buttons on your phone. Um, that, that works pretty well. So um, we know it's out there. I don't know if you have it in front of you or not, the, the, the .org, to sign the petition. I've seen yeah, it I've all over today. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I don't know if you have it handy so we can tell people about it, but I know if you go on uh, on social media, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, anywhere that you look, you're going to be able to find it, uh, sign the petition, and uh, and move forward with it. Um, it's it's just a it's just a real black mark, not only on uh, on hockey but on men's and women's equality uh, right from the start. So, well, I don't know. You can, I, I mean, you can't we can find it for hours. If you can't you find it, if you can't yeah. find it, check uh, Coach Powers' Twitter feed. Check uh, Coach Schooley's Twitter feed. Okay, uh, you can check any number of you can check our Twitter women feed. writers. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know I've retweeted it a couple of times. So um, it, it's it's just ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, it, it is, and, and, and we and could... cowardly, and absolutely cowardly. And you did it, not six months in advance. Okay, um, you didn't even explore the chance to do it anywhere else. Yep, like you That's did exactly. the U eighteen. This this last feels year you switched it to like... Frisco, Texas. Th this feels a lot. An awful lot, like what happened to uh, to the guys and girls over at Robert Morris that had to just out of the blue. It's up and it's gone, and there's no real rationale to why. 
um, just up and gone. And that feels exactly the same way to me. That's how I would equate it. Um, I'm sure there are differences, obviously, but um, that that's the same sort of kick in the gut that you get from that. So, as I said, we can and, go on for an hour. And, and by the way, there's some or a week, but, but yeah, but there, but there, but there are some moron on Twitter. Like, well, the women aren't as good as the men anyway. What the hell does that have to do with it? Yeah, it's it, that's ignorance, is what that is. It's ignorance. But you know, uh, it, it's about letting it's about giving them an equal opportunity to play at as high a level as they possibly can. And it has nothing to do with whether or not these women could eventually compete with NHL players. That's ridiculous that they even yeah, make that kind of comment. Totally agree. Totally agree with you 100%. As I said, we go on for weeks about this. It, it uh, It's a topic that will be discussed for weeks, months, and years to come. And um, I'm sure we will readdress it. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think tonight uh, we're going to continue on with it. We're, uh, we're going to go on and deal with what we have to deal with because we have uh, events going on, albeit run by the IIHF, and I don't think boycotting them does anything uh, except hurt the players that are playing right now. Uh, you just got to get get um, things done and improve so this doesn't happen again. Um, again, I'll, I'll bring it back to Robert Morris. You can't you can't let that ever happen again to to Robert Morris or any other university. Uh, so so hopefully this is a precedent and maybe this is something that uh, people are going to finally stand up and and make them answer to it and uh, and get something resolved because it's not resolved. It's just left out there. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we've got games to talk about. We've got players that are playing uh, from our area. Uh, I call it the ones to watch. Uh, people from the coverage area who, who, Paul, seven years ago, I, I don't think I would have ever said um, we have six or so players to watch that have ties to the Southwest, and I'm including Colorado and Utah in the Southwest. But in our coverage area, let's put it that way, there are actually six players playing in the uh, world championships that have ties right here. So anyway, you got anything else you want to finish up on before I go to break? Well, here it is. Floor is still open. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I just, it's just total BS. And the, the fact that, It's just you didn't like I said you didn't even say to somebody how can we do this is has there any way we can do this you just said eh screw it is that not exactly what happened to Robert Morris well yeah but that is what happened in 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 a certain exactly, way exactly to the men's and women's program yeah I mean it's just it's just ridiculous and. Uh, and 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 honestly, and 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 I, I haven't watched every moment of the coverage so far today. Uh, there were a couple of times I thought people in the booth were going to say something. Uh, I haven't watched between periods, so I don't know if it's been addressed uh, on the the TSN coverage. I, I I'm sure that at some point it had to have been, but just ridiculous. Just absolutely short-sighted stupidity. 
And yep, I and say then, this on I say behind this, the pandemic as I, uh, as I, a I reason say why. This, I say this on my Twitter feed a lot. Stupidity is the infinite pandemic. Yeah, fact, fact. Very well said. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and uh, let's dig into what's going on up in Edmonton and Red Deer, Alberta in the uh, Men's World Junior Championship 2022. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more thirsty after getting off the ice our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat comfortable and durable show up to the rink in style an authorized retailer of summer skates you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends over at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. This is our first of four special World Junior Championship coverage podcasts. 
Scott Scrandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. I'm moving up about 7,500 feet tomorrow, Paul, to uh, to get into the mountains a little bit, to experience some snow and cold and, and see what no the thanks. holidays in the Rockies is all about. No and thanks. Paul Hornstein, my co-host, is always out on Long Island, New York, where it's probably a balmy 85 or so. He's probably yeah. been down to the beach, had himself a land shark, um, got his feet in the, uh, the comfortable uh, summer skates, and uh, just, just kicking back. Am I right? Uh, no. The only part you got right was the summer skates. Ah, uh, nice, nice. They're good anywhere, inside, outside. Put them on, most comfortable things you can ever find. Okay, okay. Don't, um, eighty-five. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I got news for you. If it was eighty-five, I might be at the beach doing this podcast from there. That's for sure. <laughs> I figured you might. Okay, so so let's start right here. Game started today on Boxing Day in Canada right. uh, at uh, Edmonton and Red Deer. Um, let's set up the groups first. I'll do Group A. You can do Group B, and then we'll talk about what's happened to this point. We want to touch yeah, on uh, what group is what. I don't. Yeah, I, I'll tell so you. I just watch uh, the games. Okay, you want me to give you the groups? Let me give you the groups. I've got I know that the me. group the U.S. in is okay. loaded. And that's Group B. Uh, so let's start with Group A. Um, Finland, Germany, Canada, Czech Republic, and Austria, uh, if I've got that right. Um, so right now, uh, as we look, Finland has got three points with a 3-1 victory over Germany. Canada and the Czechs are playing right now. Right correct? now, yeah. And uh, Austria is going to play um, their first game tomorrow. Uh, when we go to the Group B side, Sweden, Russia, U.S., Slovakia, and Switzerland. Uh, as we stand right now, Switzerland, uh, or some sorry, Sweden, three points with a six-three victory over Russia. U.S. and Slovakia coming up uh, right after our show, as a matter of fact, and Switzerland will play tomorrow their first time. So that's how everything breaks down in preliminary play. That'll happen up until uh, New Year's Eve. December 31st, and then uh, play will re, re, uh, rebook themselves, or how, realign themselves, however you want to say it, um, for the uh, quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the gold and bronze medal games, uh, which will conclude on January 5th, again, up in Edmonton and Red Deer, Alberta. Okay, so you, you saw the groups. Uh, you just told me that uh, Group B is uh, Team USA's, and it's loaded. Uh, you also told me something off record. You said, I think Canada might score 60 goals in the preliminary round. Uh, uh, tell us about Canada first. You mean all those number one draft picks? <laughs> exactly. Some of and, them that have already the, tasted the NHL for 10 games or nine games. Uh, by the way, uh, not just um, the number one picks from the last draft and the number one overall pick, the two guys that are projected right now to be the next two number one overall picks. And right now those guys, uh, Connor Bedard and, and Shane Wright, are playing on a line with Cole Perfetti. Um, and, you know, they're getting top six minutes, at least they did in the second period, um, not to mention all the power play time that Canada got because uh, the Czech Republic got out to a 3-1 lead and, you know, they made Canada look a little foolish on some plays. Uh, I think Canada was caught a little bit flat-footed. As you might expect in the first game of a tournament when you haven't really played a whole lot of, together. And then the Czechs decided, hey, we're going to take penalties and let these guys have free reign on the ice. Oh, good um, idea. Yeah, good idea. Good, oh, and not just penalties, by the way. 
enough penalties at the same time to give Ben basically three minutes of five on three. Uh, I can tell you that didn't work out too well unless you're Owen Power with a hat trick. Um, it's just, I mean, ridiculous. And there's been some really pretty goals, even on even the, the uh, Chechia, the Czech Republic, uh, has gotten some pretty goals. But they got out to a 3-1 lead. Canada called a timeout and scored 20 seconds later. And uh, it's been all Canada since then. But I mean, you were you 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 take you take a penalty, and then you take a second penalty before they even before they even uh, you know while while you're shorthanded, and then one of the one of the the, the Czech Republic players. When the whistle finally blows, when Canada finally got a shot on goal that the that the goalie made the save on, really lost his discipline and 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 just gave two or three cross checks to the back of a Canadian player and like really this is the team you want to give three minutes of five on three power play time to? <laughs> no, really, no, it's not. Holy it's not. Smokes. Uh, frustration and discipline, two things that uh, you definitely need if you're going to win uh, any championship, but certainly a World Junior Championship. Oh, I'm glad you brought up um, Owen Power, first of all, but also Kent Johnson, because both of them are University of Michigan attendees as right. we speak. And, of course, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. So, well, we can dig into that. That's that, you know, we can do that type of thing. Um, the thing that, that I, I was – trying to get at tonight and over the next four nights is um, there's a lot of talented players that are playing college hockey. And uh, as I mentioned in, in our little first segment, um, if you'd asked me or told me uh, seven years ago that uh, you'll be covering hockey seven years later, and there'll be six players um, with ties to our coverage area, which means Colorado, Utah, Arizona, um, New Mexico, all the way along um, that would have ties to the world junior championships, I would have told you, you're crazy. Well, you tell me that all the time anyway, regardless. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's usually the other way around, folks. You're usually the one that tells me I'm crazy. Uh, but anyway, um, and then one other thing that jumps out at me at Team Canada, I'm just going to read a birth date to you, and you tell me if you think you know who this is. July 17th, 2005. That's uh, Connor Bernard. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because and I don't have, by the way, the I don't ice. have it on the screen. That's, uh, and, yeah, that's well, the guy that's projected to be the number one pick <laughs> in the 2023 draft. And, and we Shane talked about Wright, Connor during the under 18s, right? I mean, yeah. we talked about him when, in Texas about the way that kid played. And, and now he's gotten more experience playing with the Regina Pats and uh, just continuing to get better and better and better. But, He's playing with guys with birth years 2002 and 2003. Listen, I, He's I, I, two I, three years behind these people. I don't want to get into what you might bring drudge up, but um, since we're talking about teams that we cover, okay, um, it's not going to be the Golden Knights and it's not going to be the Avalanche. But if you're a Coyotes fan, you really need to be watching this because – um, because Shane Wright and, and Bedard, and they're playing on the same line, by the way. 
Okay. Um, those are going to be the the carrots at the end of the stick going into the draft. The problem. Here's the problem. Don't go I don't, I don't want to, Coyotes just, fans false hopes because not giving they up just had that, false hopes. They had false hopes with Jack Eichel. They had false hopes. Yeah, I know, with, I know, I know. I'm, I'm with, uh, that's, I'm just making a point that with that AM34, these guys are dangling. Oh there. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you don't think they know it? They all know it. Um, I, I talked with Steve Ponson last night, and he said, "Hey, keep an eye on X and X and X and X for me because I've got uh, stuff to do with the Tucson Roadrunners." But let me know how they're doing. And he said he'd love to come on and give us a recap after this is over with. Um, so look forward to that. Steve Ponson is going to join us, the assistant coach with uh, the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely the case. And uh, if you're in the Coyote shoes, you know you're going to get a top three. But but are you going to get number one? Are you going to no. get Shane Wright this year? Is he the guy? Don't know. Yeah, but he he's number well, one, the, but you can't guarantee. But yeah, but there you can't are... guarantee you're going to be number one. No, but I mean, just listen. I I don't know. I'm not trying to be that kind of a. I'm just saying, but this is the, these are you know you, there there's two or three guys that you have to look look at and. Unfortunately, uh, you know they're they're going to they're going to have probably have a shot at Bedard too. Yeah, but yep, I agree. You know you're going to get a bunch of picks in this year's first round. It's 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 more than just about Shane Wright. Okay? There's a bunch of big, smooth skating two way defensemen. At the top of this draft, okay, um, one of the top ten guys to look at is a defenseman on the Swiss team. He's six five, two sixteen. Uh, an- another defenseman, one of the, the Czech defensemen, uh, who's playing right now. Once again, six three, one eighty nine. So you know that that guy's going to put on about twenty pounds. Um, just you know, all kinds of 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 guys that. I, on def- I know I know that uh, it's not just defensemen, but you're going to get a bunch of really good players in this draft. Oh, and, yeah, there's no doubt. There is no doubt. So, you know, you just have to kind of keep your eye on all of these guys because the, you're, you're going to get good picks. Yeah, and you're just talking about the Canadian roster at the moment. There's a yeah, number of good just, picks. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You're just talk, you're <laughs> talking about just the Canadian roster. I mean, it's crazy. But um, And uh, Dylan Gunther is on this team for Team Canada. The, 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 the he's already round. a Coyotes pick. Yeah, he's that, already. That probably so, could have I mean, and, and would have helped the Coyotes at this point. Well, he probably, there's no question he would have. But that, this is the right move, though. I mean. This oh, it is, is. There's no doubt about is, it. There's the no right doubt about having him play. You this. can't put him out there and just let him get slugged around for a year. No, I've seen that happen. I mean, that's not. Yeah, no. This is definitely uh, the right or the right thing to do. There's no question. So, okay. Before we jump into uh, Team USA and the guys, uh, certainly in our area, uh, I want to give a shout out to two guys that I thought 
had really good chances. One of them I know would have been on the roster, and one I just feel really bad for because I thought he played really well and really would have represented well. And I'm sure there's a bunch of others, so uh, I don't want to you know single out others, but there's two that came to mind for me. Number one is, is Josh Doan. I thought he had a really good camp this summer. I thought he had a shot at getting on this roster. I think he did. Uh, you know as well as I do, and his, his profile is going up today as player profile. Um, where he talks about it, but I thought he handled it really well. He said, you know what? I, I tried really hard. I wanted to be on that team. They picked their team, and I'm going to give them 100% support because I've got a lot of friends on that roster. And I, I don't think he could have said it any classier. And coming from a Doan, I, I don't think there's any other word than class anytime they speak. But anyway, I, I feel bad for Josh because I thought he had a legitimate shot, and I think he did have a legitimate shot. He just didn't crack that uh, top 25 or whatever it was that they took. And secondly is uh, is uh, Sean Barons at, at Denver. He he really got the raw end of the deal, Paul. Sean Sean is a terrific player. He would have made that roster as a defenseman. He would have helped. He would have been a guy that would have made a difference on the blue line for for Team USA. There is no doubt in my mind. And he got the unfortunate COVID protocol, and it forced him to to miss uh, a couple of games. Um, in the college season, and then also miss the opportunity to go to the uh, world championships. And I'm sure Sean is going to uh, do great things at Denver and, and in the past, but I do feel sorry for him as well. Um, and I'll have a chance to visit with him here in a couple of days and, and get his feelings and thoughts on it. And who knows, maybe we even bring him on as a special guest. We'll find out in, uh, in a couple of days on that. But anyway, so I just wanted to get that out of the way first and foremost. Okay. I mean, uh, there's, there's, I, there's, I'm not going to argue with. It. I mean, um, one day an ASU player will make this team. And, well, and, here's uh, the thing, and and this is what I'm saying, Paul. And and, and just I like, do feel and I, I don't want to revert back to this. I don't want to revert back to the women's side of it. But you talk about growing the game. Do you know? And if Josh had made that roster. Do you know how that would have put Arizona State on the spotlight in the national, in the international spotlight? You know, no, no, I get, that? I, I get that, but this is that's, uh, I don't, the, the two aren't really comparable, to be honest. Um, no, well, I the think, only thing they're comparable about is is the opportunity to grow the game, right? But we're we're taught they're not. There's there's a difference between what the II with the International Men's Ice Hockey Federation has done. And 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 what USA Hockey did in deciding to to, to how, what their roster breakdown was going to be. I mean, that's that's. I, I don't think they sat there and said, "Oh, we should take Josh Dolan because he's an ASU player." No, absolutely not. Because if they so, would have, they, they would have taken him. But I'm just saying that had he been on the roster, yeah, but and that's, people that's, had looked that's through it, thing, said that no, it's not the same. No, thing. I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm not saying it's the same thing. You're putting words in my mouth. I'm not saying it's I've the done same that thing. Before too. What what I'm saying what I'm saying is had he made that yes. roster, it would have made a huge difference, in not only in the Arizona State but to a lot of places where they would have said, "Hey, look at look at this is a thing." Just like Matthew Nyes playing from Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, and we look at uh, Red Savage with a birthplace of Scottsdale, Arizona, yeah. and you look at uh, you know Ian Moore, and you look at um, uh, who am I thinking about? Ty Similanic. Um, right. Th there's just some some really talented players, and right here in Denver at the University of Denver, Carter Mazur, who, who I thought has just had a phenomenal year, 
as a freshman at uh, at DU. And uh, I think he's going to make a difference. So keep your eye on number 34 tonight. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, it, it really is going to come down to the goaltending, as, as it always does. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, it, they, they don't have, and, and I'm not trying to say Drew Camiso or Caden Mimbarico or Dylan Silverstein uh, can't play up to the level of Spencer Knight. Uh, or are expected to, to be honest, at least not at this point. Um, you know, because because Knight was 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 a, was a special player, um, but you know, you're sitting there and 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 you know, Drew Camiso was on the team last year and he didn't get to play because of COVID. Okay. Um, you know, we're, 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 you know, we were just looking and, and just want to see how a team's going to come together. That's, that's the, the key to all of this is how a team comes together, especially as the tournament goes along, because even though they have tryout camps and all this, it, it still takes a couple of games, even with a pre-tournament game to get your feet and get the communication down pat. Okay. Um, but as, as you sit here and, and the point you're trying to make is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, uh, thirteen. 11, 12, 13, let's see, 14, 15, 15, different birthplaces, 15 different states were the birthplaces of the U.S. players. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what I was trying to point out. That is what we talk about when we talk about growing the game. Absolutely, 100% correct. Um, You know, you have the usual suspects, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Michigan. Okay. Um, but then you have Indiana, Connecticut, Arizona, Florida, uh, Rhode Island, not in New York, not just New York, but, uh, somebody who basically was born and, and, and grew up in, 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 in the five boroughs. Okay. So it's not like, uh, uh, you get a lot of New York city born players in, in things. In 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 at, at this level, at least not yet. Montana, Connecticut, all right, North Dakota, which is, Utah, you know, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, just a whole bunch of different places, and that is how you grow things. That is how you grow the game. Absolutely, and we would be totally remiss if we didn't mention that uh, Colorado coach, uh, Colorado College head coach Chris Mayotte serving as the team assistant again this year, along with Ted Donato and Steve Miller to head coach Nate Lehman, who I, all th- I think we all think, Paul, in college hockey, that Nate Lehman, one of the greatest hockey coaches uh, at the college level at least, uh, in the game right now. He's got the resume to prove it. 
boy, does he ever, does he ever. And it's not bad when you have Ted Donato and Chris Mayotte and Steve Miller as your assistants. You pretty much got it all covered. Uh, we joke with Chris Mayotte about the fact that he's a great puck dropper. Uh, he works with the faceoff guys. So uh, I will be watching very intently at this tournament to see just how the faceoffs uh, go for Team USA because that, of course, is Chris Mayotte's specialty uh, with this group. So lots of good things to, to watch out for. As I said, that game comes up right after we're done, and it was done by design. I said 6.30 because games will either be over for Team USA before we come on, or they will be starting right after we're done. So that's the reason, folks, for the 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time start uh, all this week. Uh, I am working on special guests for the next three nights that we can get some insight, whether it be uh, players, coaches, uh, others. We will get some guests on. I promise you that. Uh, And we will talk talk uh, more about it. If if people don't know, uh, sometimes we get the guests way in advance. Sometimes we get them last minute. Um. Sometimes well, we don't get this. Them. Is a really, this is a really strange time, Paul, because everybody was waiting for this. the The NHL uh, won't be back till what Tuesday now, playing games. Um, um, so it's twenty seventh or the twenty eighth. Yeah, t- whatever. Yeah, they moved to the twenty eighth now, so that will be Tuesday. That's fine. Uh, um, but anyway, so there's they a little bit of gap time in here, and a lot of people um want to you know, want to focus in on this. This event has gotten bigger and bigger. Um, uh, TV exposure definitely helps. Our man Dave Starman um, on the uh, the call as well for the NHL Network um, as as they continue to move on um, through this. Uh, but the, the thing that's really, that really drew me to this uh, this year was the fact that there's just so much talent and we see so much of that talent at the college level, I mean, almost everybody is a college player except for a couple of guys that are either with the U.S. Uh, national team still or in the USHL. But, you know, when you see uh, – or even in the uh, OHL, I guess. Um, but, like, the University of Minnesota, Quinnipiac, Boston U, North Dakota, Massachusetts, Providence, Miami, uh, you just go down the list and uh, and you see just how good college hockey has gotten. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean – you know, I mean, this is, this is, you know, I mean, there's probably a bigger percentage of college players in the National Hockey League now than ever before, and that number keeps growing. Okay. Um, and that is why we, you know, that is the, 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 the we get the benefits of that. In, in terms of 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 being able to follow these guys and 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 and, and have uh, even tangential relationships with them I mean as you sit there and as I know and you look at this the the USA roster I mean there are maybe three or four guys that were not drafted in the first three rounds in their yeah. draft I mean you have some guys that are not eligible to be drafted until next you know, until the spring. Um, and you have two fourth round players or three fourth round players and a fifth round player. Everybody else is first, second or third round. And I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and I throw another tease up there. When you see the player profile from the goal out tonight with uh, Josh Doan, um, he mentions, I asked him about directly about how, uh, or if there's anything that surprised him about college hockey. And he said, you know, 
it, it's more physical than even I thought. I knew it was going to be physical, but he said, I think it's one of the most physical leagues from pro to junior um, at any level uh, because he said every, every game in college hockey, when you only play 34 games, uh, and maybe 36 if you get an exception, um, but if you only play 34 games, every game is a playoff game. And uh, Arizona State's seeing that right now, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, there's there's no doubt about it. But the the you know even with the t- the other teams, the teams that are in leagues, I mean, there's too many guys on the bench, especially this year. That you know, you're most guys are skating just to stay in the lineup. So that that ramps up the intensity even more. I, I just thought the physical part, Paul, is what was got me. He's, he said, you know what? The speed is there and the quickness, but he said it's not really something that he was surprised at other than the fact that he thought players uh, – I'm giving away the whole thing. Uh, but well, anyway, but, he, but, said, but he like, thought players right, thought the game quicker Well, that we, at the well, college we level. That. We know that. I mean, and, you know, the players – I don't the, know that used to be that way, though, Paul. I mean, five, six, seven years ago, I don't think – those players were that developed that they that they all thought the game better. I think that's development. Well, yes, but let's let's not also forget that that happens at the next two levels too. Well, of course, game, it does. the AHL yeah. level is much faster than 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 the college level, and we know that the you know that it's even a bigger jump from the AHL to the NHL. So. I mean, it's just, it is, you know, it, it's, it's, it is a, you know, it's just, uh, there's no way to prepare for it either. No matter how much somebody tells you until you experience it, there's no way to prepare for it. No, there really isn't. And I think that's, that's another thing that, that Josh highlighted was the fact that, you know, he, he, he knew or he thought he knew but he didn't really feel it till he played. And, and when I did the interview with him uh, a couple of weeks ago, he, they, the Sun Devils were nine, nine and oh, now they're 10, 10 and oh. But uh, so that was 18 games into his 36 game season or whatever, about the halfway point. And, um, and he was saying now he's just now starting to feel uh, comfortable to the point where, you know, he can be a difference maker. Well, he, he, he will be and shoot more Josh. Um, uh, <laughs> Josh, Josh, if you're listening, shoot more. Paul says. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's the way I see it. But uh, <laughs> I love it. You know, I it's love just it. we're we're sitting here, and you know, we're just getting ready. We're you know, like I said, we're 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 watching these games, and it's also kind of. Interesting to watch how the styles uh, of countries have changed, uh, where the European players have become much more physical and much more in your face over the last 15 or 20 years. Um, As the, you know, we talk about the the, the generation of, of American players that watched Lake Placid grew up. We're now kind of watching 
the next, let's see, so that would be, you know, mid-90s. Um, when, 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 when that group kind of stopped playing and the, the, the generation that they inspired, so to speak, that, that mid nineties, um, groups. Okay. Uh, the, the European players started to get much more physical. They used to be much more finesse and, and you know, much prettier to watch. Um, and I'm not saying that as, as, as any sort of insult because, you know, if you watched any Soviet Union hockey growing up like we did, you would shake your head at, at how quick the puck moved and you would shake your head at the absolute skill. And we got to watch the Statsny brothers when they came over and defected, play for Quebec and various other teams. And they were great players and they were great skill players and they took beatings. You know, they were allowed to get basically physically assaulted because that's the way the NHL played at that time. But you watch now, it, it's definitely kind of converged in the middle. You have the U.S. players and the North American players that have, you know, picked up the pointers, so to speak, and learned from the European style. And the European players that, you know, as they came over here more and more, changed their style and, and adapted. You know, once again, Herb Brooks was right. Yeah, he wanted to. He he was the one that said we gotta we gotta combine both the the best of both worlds. And he's been right for forty five years. And not gonna argue with on that here. one. <laughs> you know, argue with them that um, and that's why the hockey's never been better in general. I mean, the greats are the greats and the elites are the elites. But what you have now is guys who are not those players. You know, those quote unquote third and fourth liners can't, can't just be goons. Just can't nope. be guys that that nope, you can't. basically were in your face and and if you don't have some skill or something that makes you unique, you're not playing at the level, and that's even at 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 the world junior level. And you know, and I I think Paul to follow up on that is I think that's why the uh, the uh, international players, if you will, away from Canada and U.S. Um, have come in and and kind of gotten in your face a little bit because I think. They feel like that intimidation that came from uh, from the heavy hitting teams, if you will, um, wasn't good for them. It, it didn't it didn't uh, bode well, if you will. So I think they're they're starting to do that now, just to kind of I don't know take take teams off their game or let them know that we're not going to take any crap and we're gonna we're gonna be right there if you try something or or you get too physical with us, we'll give it back to you. And I think I think that's making it. A little bit more exciting and uh, a more, um, I don't know, um, enjoyable World Junior Championship. Well, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, um, just when you sit there and you watch uh, the Scandinavian teams play, okay, um, 
you know, I mean, just in the last year's draft, wasn't that uh, – I, I, I'm pretty sure that was a pretty big year for the Finns and the Swedes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. You know, uh, you know, it's just – like I said, the, the game has changed for the better. Now they just need to make it – they just need to grow the game in ways that – they didn't have to worry about before. Yeah, absolutely. So as you look at this roster ball, who are the who are the guys that are going to jump out at you from Team USA? Not not just the ones that I say, the ones to watch from our area, but who do you think are going to be the difference makers if Team USA is going to have success in the 2022 World Junior Championship? Well, I mean, honestly, uh, you're going to watch the defensemen first. You're going to watch Jake Sanderson. You're going to watch Tyler Clevin. You're going to watch Jack Pert. You're going to watch Luke Hughes. All right. Those guys are going to be on the ice a lot. Okay. Um, Brock Faber, who played in last year's World Junior Tournament, is going to get a lot of. But I mean, because, because you know, Faber, Clevin, and Sanderson were all on last year's team. So um, you know the value of experience. You know, St. Cloud went to the Frozen Four. And, you know, uh, Luke Hughes, you got DNA, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, just that he does. <laughs> I mean, you just, you can't, I mean, you're not going to do this, you know, you, but you could almost pull those guys' names out of a hat and say, okay, you six are playing tonight and, and 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 that's going to be the to me the 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 strength of the US team can can i give you two offensive guys paul that i think maybe people aren't focusing on that i think are, are going to have good tournaments really good tournaments well i mean yeah sure why not we're going to tell you no uh, i'm going to say i'm going to say red savage i thought he had a fantastic uh camp this summer I thought he played very, very well in the under-18s in Texas. And I think Carter Mazur, and you're going to say, oh, Denver Homer. Uh, no, uh, Carter is uh, a player that I watch quite a bit, and I think he's come on really, really strong. And he can score, he can pass, he can back check, he's got speed, he's got finesse, he's got the whole package is what I'm saying. But I don't think a lot of people are looking at that roster and going like, oh, Carter Major is the one that's going to hurt us tonight, or Red Savage is the one that's going to hurt us tonight. Um, well, why now, I think you? Matty Beneers is, is a guy that's going to hurt you. Um, well, see that's Sasha, the, see the Sasha reason why, passed you yeah, off. Passed, yeah. Well, the the reason I sit there and and and, and I'll watch Matty Beneers because you know he's going to take all the big faceoffs. Oh, absolutely, because he got the best draw uh, uh, from from Chris Mayotte. <laughs> Best draw instruction. <laughs> no, I don't have my Colorado College shirt on. Yes, you on. do. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm wearing an NCHC shirt today. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, but I mean, he's going to be out there for all the big faceoffs. You, you, you can pretty much 
I mean, like I don't I don't know how they're going to pair it up, but I don't know. You might not see Jake Sanderson come off the ice. Yeah, I think he has to at some point, but eh, I get maybe. what you mean. He's going to be out there a lot. He'll be out um, there a lot. Um, anybody else that jumps out at you, though, that, that we're missing right now, that you're going like, this is a different bringer? Because uh, what about goaltending? Are we going to see Caden, or is it going to be Drew uh, to go in the distance here? You'll probably see at least one game from each of them. I can't imagine with three games and four nights that Drew Camiso is going to play all four games or all three of those games. Okay. Uh, you know, they play tonight and they have Monday off. Then they play Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday night. Okay. And then, and then again on, 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 you know, with another day off on Thursday and play again on Friday with those, you know, three games and four nights, you're going to see two different goaltenders. Now, what the breakdown is going to be, I don't know. But you're going to see them. So, I don't think, you know, I don't, unless something crazy happens. You know, maybe whoever starts tonight, maybe they if they throw a shutout, and maybe they come back in the second game, and if they do it again, they play in the third game because you just ride them. But I don't see that happening. That, that would be... Uh, beyond reasonable expectations. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So uh, let's wrap things up by just talking about what's going on right now. It looks like, what, Canada's up on the, on the Czech Republic 6-3. Am I correct in yeah, that as I see it? Three. Like I said, Owen Power's got a hat trick. Um, so so let me ask you this, Czechs Paul. The have barely for, gotten for, any shots in the second and third period. For, for people that may be watching this uh, for the first time or listening to us and, and going to watch it for the first time as maybe novices or whatever, um, how important is goal differential in this preliminary games? Uh, I don't worry about it till the end. Win the games and then worry about it. Uh, I'm sure it makes a difference at some point, but which I also hate. But um, win your games and don't worry about it until the end. Just play. You can't worry about that. Because the minute okay. you start trying to force goals, it, it's not going to happen. Just play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good, good stuff there. Um, Sweden six three over Russia. Surprise to you or no? No. The Russians decided they wanted to let the Swedes work on their power play, and gave up three power play goals. You can't go to the box against any of these. Uh, I mean, uh, you can't go to the box against Canada. That's nuts. You can't go to the box against Sweden. I mean. They, they, they'll kill you on the power play. That's nuts. You could, what are you crazy? Like, you know, Sweden got three power play goals, but the game matter, you know, it was basically the game. I mean, Russia got back into the game, but by then they'd worked so hard to get back into it. Yeah. They had nothing left to put it over the left. top. Third period, you yeah. know, but near yep. the end of the game. So, okay, so this is really a tournament listen, of attrition. It's, like, it's like any playoff series, right? Special right. teams, penalty kill, power play, goaltending. This is this yeah. is no different. Um, the, only, the only difference is uh, on this one is these guys, at least the Americans and the Canadians probably, have not played a whole bunch together, at least recently. So, um, you know, I can't speak for the other countries who maybe have been practicing and playing together for months. Who knows? Um, but U.S. and Canada come together and they try to put this all together. And sometimes that's 
like you just said earlier, that that's a difficult thing. You got to see how everybody fits, right? Yeah, I mean that's what you're that's what you have to watch for. The teams that come together the fastest are usually the ones that have the most success. And that being said, there's also a little room for error, correct? I mean, uh, <laughs> like I said, you can't like you can't like mess up other, at this one. It's like any other playoff in any other championship tournament. Power play, penalty kill, goaltending. Yeah, very well you have said. Have to have all three to win. We are so close to uh, opening faceoff for USA and Slovakia. Uh, I'll let you take it away, and then uh, I'll work on getting some guests for uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday, and Wednesday for us. Some guys with some real knowledge about the uh, the World Juniors that can give us some real insight, or just real knowledge about hockey. So, I mean, because <laughs> Lord knows that ain't you and I. So, uh, from the Summer Shush. Skate Studios. Shush. Oh, really? Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, from the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live. On the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue Las Vegas style. And now available at our new spot at all Allegiant Stadium events. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. By Boost Mobile, bring your current phone to any location and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well said, my friend. I'll remind everybody that all four of our podcasts this week are uh, geared towards the uh, World Junior Championship with guests and the conversation. Uh, game one for Team USA starting right now, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, the next game for them will be Wednesday afternoon at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, Team USA in Switzerland. And December 29th, uh, the red, white, and blue get Sweden, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And New Year's Eve, while well, I'm parked at beautiful Magnus Arena, Team USA and Russia will go go do uh, do business, if you will, at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time in Edmonton slash Red Deer, Alberta. January 2nd, the quarterfinals. January 4th, the semifinals. January 5th, we will crown a champion and a gold medal winner, as well as the bronze medal games will be played then. And then we'll bring Chris Mayotte back here to beautiful Colorado and uh, put him back in charge of the Colorado College Tigers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's it just okay <laughs> i thought i'd get more out of that what, I thought I straight facts i mean right <laughs> off the schedule what, 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 I uh, I love it. no no i thought about bringing chris back <laughs> chris, come on, i love come it on now if he wants if he jumps in before yeah. off. <laughs> absolutely okay Maybe we'll say good night with- bench 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Remember the special time and make sure you download uh, your apps. If you need to check with us on social media, of course, uh, College Hockey SW on Twitter and uh, Ice Time SW and uh, ITHSW Podcast now on Instagram. So we'll look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>